Welcome to the second episode of Automation Hangout. This podcast series is for IT professionals who are keen to learn about the latest trends, practices and solutions around test automation, DevOps and RPA. In this episode, we are going to discuss about analyzing production feedback. Every organization is currently attempting to maximize the reach of digital services to their end customers. There are several ways in which you can actually improve the product quality or the application quality by analyzing usage patterns by looking at the production tickets as well as analyzing the sentiments of your end customers and this input would primarily help you to redefine both your devops as well as testing strategy i would like to welcome you all again to this episode of automation hangout one of the key aspects that i've learned from my experience working in the software testing industry is we tend to forget about the application after the warranty support period is over especially when you are a test engineer you're only called upon to actually look into the application that is there in production only if there is a critical defect or a patch that is actually going into production and we as testers rarely actually spend time to look at the defects that have come in production or we don't even look at the csr scores that your end customers are putting in or you may not even look at what your customers are talking about your products or applications in social media in most cases there is no interest or there is no motivation for the testers to do so or even if a tester is actually interested to look at these aspects what i've seen is like they may not have access to all of these sources of information but If you really want to improve the way you are doing testing in your organization there are several sources which can actually help you to look at how your applications are being used by your end customers what is that they are feeling about when they are using your product and you can also use this data in order to improve the way in which you test as well as deploy your applications into production from a production feedback analysis standpoint we are going to look at five different sources from where you can collect information about the application usage pattern customer sentiments or performance the first one can be tickets these are tickets that are logged by your customers or by your application support teams then you have social media where you can look at the feedback posted by your end customers in twitter or on facebook if you are dealing with a native app you can look at an app store an apple store or an android store to look at the ratings given by your customers or the feedback that has been posted by your customers you might have apm tools or application performance monitoring tools that can give you wealth of information on your application's performance or infrastructure performance and then finally you also have website analytics that can actually give you a lot of information on how your website is being used and how much time are people spending on your website So we're actually going to take a detailed look at each of these areas in today's discussion. Let's actually take a look at how production tickets can be useful. So you can actually have tickets that are coming in from your application support teams. They might be looking at emails from customers or they might be taking calls from customers and they might be logging these defects or in some cases the customers themselves will be actually logging these issues in your support tool so it can be a tool like service now or remedy or anything of that sort or jira service this is another example so 
an end customer or an application support team might be actually logging tickets in one of these tools. And there might be tickets that might not be of interest for you. For example, there might be queries from your customers which cannot be classified as a, a defect or an issue. So you may have to exclude them. But what you can do from this information is basically you can actually locate the type of issues that your customers have logged. For example, there might be issues related to your application performance where the customer would have reported problems around your application slowness or it can be around the page load time that he or she is actually facing when they are actually using a website under heavy load. Or it can be a problem around the security of your application where someone would have felt that her access has been compromised because of a security flaw. So you can basically classify your tickets based on different types of issues. As I mentioned, it can be a functional issue, performance issue, security or something of that sort. The second type of categorization that I can do is basically look at how is that my product defects are getting reported if I compare that with my functional view. So you may have various functionalities in your website. If I'm dealing with an e-commerce website, I may actually have a checkout functionality or it may, you may have a payment functionality within your uh, e-commerce site. So when tickets are getting logged, I can actually get generate a view that will actually help me to understand the functional issues that are getting reported or issues that are getting reported from each of my functionality. And how does it help you? It will actually help you to focus on these areas where you actually have highest number of defects when you're actually moving with your next release. The other area where you can use this information is I can find a trend around my defects. For example, I've released a new build into my production and I actually see a spike in the defect count. So I, that's, a big, that's a good input for me to actually see, understand or analyze and then find out why is that my last release had an increase in the defect count compared with the previous releases. That means something was wrong in the way that the release was made or the testing quality was poor. So there are a lot of inferences that you can gather or the information that you can look at is basically doing a root cause analysis of the critical and serious issues that have come in production. So ticket analysis is a very good source of information that you can use in order to improve the way in which you are doing your testing. But it's a very tedious process in the sense like you may have hundreds of tickets and it may not be viable to do a manual mode of analysis. That is where you can do a bit of artificial intelligence or leverage artificial intelligence to do things like classification. In the example that I was mentioning, if you're actually dealing with classifying your tickets into various types of issues like performance, security, functional or usability, you can actually use classification algorithms that help you to classify defects in an automated manner. Or you can look at using AI in order to classify your defects or production tickets into various functionalities to generate the functional map or the functional view of the issues that have come in production. Or I can use AI in order to find out the most probable root cause of an issue that has actually happened in production by looking at my previous history of defects. Or I can generate a data model using my existing tickets that have been reported in production and then generate a probable root cause. Or I can be even smart enough to go and figure out like who will be the best developer or tester to retest an issue that has actually happened in production. So there are various use cases that I can think about which will help you to use this ticket information and then use this information in order to improve the way in which you're doing testing. So in this case, we're talking about using this information to maybe look at the areas of testing for your next release as well as use AI in order to speed up the way in which you are actually re resolving issues or retesting issues. There are multiple use cases 
And this is a very useful piece of information which is often ignored by the testing team. So let, let's move on to the next source, which is basically the feedback from uh, social media. So one of the interesting areas for collecting feedback is uh, basically social media as uh, the new generation of users are primarily interested in posting issues that they're facing with your application or they actually look at posting the frustration that they are having while they are using your app in social media rather than calling up a customer support team or even writing to you. So that's the reason why social media is very important, especially forums like Facebook and Twitter can actually give you a wealth of information around the customers as well as their feedback about your products. So what you can do is basically you can actually look at uh, extracting information based on a hashtag for each of the products or applications that you have which are public facing. And what you can do is you can actually again classify these feedbacks based on your application functionalities or it can be based on your uh, what do you say the different types of issues that we discussed while we are looking at the ticket analysis process. So it can be like uh, I have maybe like 100 users who have posted feedback about my product and most of them are actually having issues around the functional aspects of your application. That's a level of feedback that I can actually extract from social media. The other important aspect that you can actually look at from the social media sources, the sentiments of the user. How happy are your users while using your product? So it's not just negative sentiments that gets posted. There are customers who actually share their positive feedbacks as well as in social media. So it's important to understand the sentiments of the users. You can actually break down the sentiments into various categories like sad can be an emotion that you can actually plot or you can actually look at maybe the happy mood of the customer and things like that. So sentiments of the user as well as words that are very significant in the social media forums as well as the classification of information are some of the things that you can actually look at from the uh, social media forums or from the social media source. And this is almost this is also similar to what I'm going to do, discuss next, which is around App Store feedback. So the only difference that you might have between an App Store as well as a social media source is basically uh, the, the App Store feedback is mostly coming in for your native apps, which are basically mobile applications. And you may actually have this information. We have, we have, let's likely look at maybe iOS, where you actually have this information getting posted into an Apple Store. The customer may actually have a positive or negative feedback about your application. And then they post their feedback inside the Apple Store. Or if you're an Android user, and if you're supporting Android operating system, you may actually pass that uh, feedback onto your Android Store as well. At the same time, Customers also have an option to actually provide a rating for your application. So rating is another important source from where you can actually extract this information. So you are going to pass feedback as well as rate your application. And again, the same analysis can be done with the feedback, just like what we discussed for tickets as well as with uh, social media. You can actually classify them into various buckets or categories based on functionalities or type of issues. And then in this case also, you can actually do sentiment analysis. For example, like you can also look at the sentiments of users based on their feedback and then plot that sentiments also to understand the real feelings or emotions of the user. And then the other important aspect is maybe the ratings of the application is also important. You can actually see an upward or downward trend. For example, you have pushed in a release or a mobile app into production. It's actually very buggy. There are a lot of issues that customers are facing. So your app ratings may actually start declining 
over a period of time because the customers are not happy with the latest release. So that are these are pieces of information that you should be able to analyze and judge based on what you're seeing from these sources like social media or from App Store. That's a very important information or and that should be if it is if it is possible to actually plot that information based on release, it is going to be very useful because you can actually see how your application releases have gone and how customers have, have actually taken that release and what did they feel when they were actually using your uh, product. So both social media and app store plays a, a very big role when it comes to customer sentiments. And this is also one area I've not seen a lot of customers or a lot of test engineers paying attention to, but it is get, getting more important or it's actually getting the importance of actually using the social media feedback as well as app store feedback is actually increasing because no one is actually interested in posting a ticket or talking to a customer support engineer or to a survey or responding to a survey to provide information about how they feel when the, they he or she is basically using your app or your product. Exactly. Now let's move on. Uh, to a different area which is around application performance and then see how an APM tool or an application performance monitoring tool can actually help you to improve the overall quality or experience for your end customers. The activity of performance monitoring is mostly carried out in a test or pre-production environment when you're running a performance test as part of your uh, testing. But otherwise, I've seen only very highly matured organizations monitoring the performance of applications in production by uh, inducting a performance engineering team. Sometimes it's done by an application monitoring team, but I've seen organizations where we actually have a dedicated performance monitoring team that comes under the test organization. And uh, it's very common uh, nowadays that uh, I would say like almost every organization would have invested in an application performance monitoring tool and test team can actually request for uh, access to these tools and use the data to understand how your application or infrastructure is actually performing in production. So you might have tools like Neuralic, Dynatrace or AppDynamics or if you're an organization where you have a lot of cloud adoption, you can actually go with platform specific capabilities like uh, you can use an Azure or AWS monitoring capability to actually monitor your application or infrastructure. So some of the metrics that you can look at is maybe metrics related to your CPU usage, memory usage, disk usage, or you can also define static or dynamic uh, thresholds, which can actually help you to get early warning signals. For example, if you're looking at a static threshold, you can actually set a threshold for your CPU utilization. So every time your CPU utilization goes above 80%, you'll actually get alerts. Or you can also leverage dynamic thresholds and the dynamic thresholds primarily leverages advanced machine learning to uh, provide you alerts based on uh, the pattern analysis as well as an anomaly detection algorithms that would be actually used in order to provide indications of possible uh, service issues. So using this, you can avoid a lot of downtime or uh, slowness which might be impacting your users. And as you know that the cost of downtime is very, very high. So you can actually avoid downtime. At the same time, you can also provide a better experience to users by looking at why your web pages are basically slow when there is heavy load. So this is a very interesting area to explore. And you can actually take the help of your performance engineering teams in this particular exercise. So now let's actually look at some of the use cases that are associated with website analytics. 
analysis of web server log files or the information that you can extract from plugins like Google Analytics will give you a lot of information about how your end customers are using your website. I'll touch upon some of the interesting use cases that I've used in the past, which might be helpful for you as well. The first one is around extracting information about the platform from where the users are actually accessing your website. It can be a desktop-based device, a laptop, mobile, or a tablet. And you'll also get information around the operating system that is used in your device. It can be an iOS or an Android operating system if you're actually accessing the website from a mobile device. Oh, and the other key information that will be useful is basically the type of browser that I'm using. For my assets, there are hundreds of browsers. Exactly know what are the top browsers that are used by 80% of my customers or 90% of my customers. And I can also go one more level where I can actually go and figure out the resolution, the screen resolution of my end customers. So all of this information around operating system, your platform, resolution as well as my browser, it would actually help me to do a better responsive testing for my website. I don't have to test my website across all the browser combinations or operating system combinations or devices that, uh, that are available. I can actually do risk-based testing by concentrating on the models of devices or the, the versions of devices or resolutions of browsers that are used by my end customers. And there are other, other pieces of information also that will be helpful. For example, you can also collect information about the pages that are mostly used by your end customers. So you can actually, if you want to actually test, uh, maybe like your very limited time and you want to actually do, uh, want to adopt a risk-based testing strategy around your web pages, you can actually use this information to actually test pages that are of most uh, interest for your uh, end customers. Before we end our conversation, let's take a look at some of the benefits around uh, the practice of production feedback analysis. The first one is around the improvements that you can bring in to the overall quality as well as the experience that you're providing to your end customers. Your overall availability of applications can also be increased by bringing in practices like performance monitoring of uh, applications or infrastructure monitoring of your uh, platforms in which your applications are actually hosted. The focus around identifying pain points as well as uh, usage patterns of your end customers will definitely help you to prioritize testing. So if you are looking at adopting a risk-based testing approach, all of this information is actually going to help you to a great extent. And then finally, you're basically looking at taking proactive actions based on the symptoms that you're seeing in production. So you should be able to reduce your overall cost of rework because you may be actually finding out problems before they actually turn out to be an incident in the production. And the incidents, as you know, it's, it actually takes a, a long, a higher cost to actually fix. With this, we have come to the end of the second episode of Automation Hangout. If you found the session useful, please do subscribe and share with your friends. Please do write to us with your feedback using the email address reachme at the rate automationhangout.com. Thank you for listening in and have a wonderful day.